He and his family are from Crystal City. And uh, his daughter is in grade 12. She'll be graduating this year. So we are excited to hear what God has put on your heart, Steve. And we just give you God's blessings. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. Praise God. Well, I've been given the uh, awesome opportunity this morning to pray, to give a message on Thanksgiving. I think God has just continually overwhelmed me with uh, so many things to give him thanks for. He's so gracious to us, and he's so wonderful. And before I begin, let's just bow in prayer. Oh, Lord God, we just come to you this morning. We're so thankful for who you are. You're amazing. You're wonderful. You're incredible. There's no one else like you in all the earth. Oh, Lord God, we give ourselves over to you and worship here today. We pray, Lord, that you just speak to our hearts, Lord God. May your will be accomplished in and through this time together, Lord Jesus, that we may come through this and know you more, that we may have even more thankful hearts for you, Lord God. May you wash over us afresh with your spirit, a newness of the freshness of who we are and who you've created us to be. And we give you all the thanks and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Well, my title today is Outrageous Thankfulness. Some may say that outrageous is, can give you a negative tone, but today I'm going to give it the positive outlook that it should have. It is described as something that is extreme, over the top, beyond reason. It's hard to believe, and usually that is not in a good way, but we're going to describe it as a way that is good and positive, something that is outrageous. And thankfulness, it's glad that something has happened, that something or someone exists. Well, that is the whole reason we're here today is because of the existence of God and that he has created us. And he's caused us to have thankful hearts for everything that he's done for us. This is a uh, a message that was given uh, to remind us of things that we can be thankful for. It says, I am thankful for the teenager who is complaining about doing dishes because that means he is at home. For the taxes that I pay, because it means that I am employed. I am thankful for the mess to clean up after the company I had over, because it means that I have been surrounded by friends. I am thankful for the clothes that fit a little too snug, because it means I have eaten enough. (laughs) Amen. I'm sure we plan on doing that today. I wore an extra big shirt for that occasion. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am thankful for my shadow that watches me work because it means I am out in the sunshine. I am thankful for a lawn that needs mowing, windows that need cleaning, and gutters that need fixing because it means that I have a home. I am thankful for all the complaining I hear about the government because it means that we have freedom of speech. I am thankful for the parking spot I find at the far end of the parking lot because it means I am capable of walking and I have been blessed with transportation. I'm thankful for my heating bill because it means that I am warm. I'm thankful for the lady behind me in church that sings off key because it means I can hear. (laughs) I'm thankful for the pile of laundry and ironing because it means I have clothes to wear. I'm thankful for weariness and aching muscles at the end of the day because it means I have been capable of working hard. And I'm thankful for the alarm that goes off in the early morning hours because it means I am alive. We have so much to be thankful for. 
in the scripture reading that we looked at this morning kind of encapsulates a very specific event. If you can imagine for a moment that this person had been lame, crippled since they were born. And every day they had to be carried to the gate so that they could beg. They just knew what it was like to be so humble and to rely upon people's giving and to be thankful for whatever came in the plate that they put before them. But this particular day, something outrageous was going to happen in their midst. Something incredible that they had never even thought of before. Perhaps had wondered if it could ever happen, but never believed that it would happen. And so this cripple in this day... Peter and John come up to them, and they're begging. Do you have some silver gold for me? And they say, no, we do not. But in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And with the love that God has given them, with the thankfulness that God has given them, they reach their hands out in love. And they grab a hold of this cripple, and immediately the anointing God comes, and it flows through them, and power is given immediately for the ankles of this cripple to be strengthened so that he can rise up. And not only is this so miraculous, but immediately they begin walking with the disciples. They begin leaping, and they begin praising the Lord. Completely outrageous thankfulness. Completely out of the the realm of what anyone was expecting that day, especially this cripple. It's probably the last thing on their mind, because every day they had to... Just humble themselves, knowing that they were nothing in society. And they had to really believe in their heart. If they begged, they would at least get something so they could buy something to eat. They'd have something to get by on. And then in the midst of a horrific situation that only a, a cripple could really know in that place, great hope is brought and outrageous thankfulness is received. I can't imagine what... This life of this person went on to be after this. But God did a miraculous thing. And this person went forth with outrageous thankfulness, which I believe would have never stopped. Every day when they would have got up and when they would have woke to the, the rooster outside, not our alarm clocks, obviously, or the goat bang, or the lamb bang, that they were thankful that they could now get out of bed on their own and they didn't have to rely upon someone to come and take them on their mat and take them to that gate. Outrageous thankfulness. We do have so much to be thankful for. And I'm going to get emotional in this time of thankfulness because when I start thinking about the things I'm so thankful for, it just gets me so worked up inside. I become an emotional mud puddle. So that's good. God created us with emotion. So today I'm thankful my family is here. Part of them that have been able to come with me this day. I have a wonderful wife that has supported me all these years. We've gone through so much together and we've learned so much from the Lord. I'm so thankful for her. I was at uh, my son and my daughter in love's uh, annual gathering last weekend. They have a Passion for Jesus conference and Saturday morning, my son Matthew, he's playing the drums, and again, I became an emotional puddle on the floor, just being blessed, hearing him praise the Lord through the drums, knowing that he does it because he loves Jesus so much. 
And as, the, as their conference says, passionate for Jesus, he's totally passionately in love with Jesus. And so is his wife, Jessica. She's so amazing. She's our first daughter in love in the family. We're waiting for more to come. She's the first one. And she is such a blessing. I have such a heart of thankfulness for her. She's so incredible. And she's so wonderful. And she loves the Lord with all her heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then we have Megan here today. Goes to the Christian school. And the Christian school has been such a blessing. Again, I'm so thankful for the Christian school. At that point in time, Megan was going to school when it was hard for her. There was those that didn't understand who she was. And, and even the other, a while ago, we were giving thanks because of one of the students at that point in time that was bullying her is now becoming a, a wonderful young man and lover of Jesus, and his life has changed. And here we have the opportunity that God gave us to allow her to come to the Christian school here in Killarney, and that's been such a, a blessing, and we're so thankful for the Christian school. Our son John, our youngest, he didn't want to come this morning because he gets snack in Sunday school. <laughs> and that's really important to him, and he likes to be with his, with his men. John's in grade 11, and it, we're just so thankful for the wonderful set of friends that uh, God's given him. Mainly, I think there's only one young man in his class that is not saved. And just to see his friends, they come... They come without their families, they come without their parents, and they all sit together, the young man on Sunday morning, and they're seeking God. And boy, are we thankful for that. We rejoice in that. So God is so good. He is so good. I know at times you've probably heard messages spoken of, uh, we need to have a change our bad attitude to a good attitude. We need to have an attitude of gratitude. And you know what? That's what God has given us. The only reason sometimes we grumble and complain is we forget about who we are in Christ. The only reason we look at things in a negative way is we forget what God has done for us. We get to take our eyes off of where they're supposed to be fixed. And so we just got to realign ourselves. We just got to come back to who we are in Christ Jesus. The lover of our souls. The Father told us, he said, I love you so much that I'm going to give you my only son. What thankfulness do we have for our Heavenly Father? I pray that today that our hearts will continue to be rejuvenated in the thankfulness that He has already given us. Being reminded of who we are in Him and what He's done for us. God the Father gave us His only begotten Son. He loved us so much. He saw us from the foundation of earth. And the only reason he can't look upon sin is because he sees us who he created us to be from the foundation of the earth. And that was to be his sons and daughters in, in and through Christ Jesus. He doesn't see us as sinners. The only reason he sent Jesus was so that we could be sons and daughters again in the kingdom of God. To come and restore us to our rightful places. So that we could continually give thanks unto him. That we continue to wake up every morning and say, God, thank you for this new day that you've given to me. Thank you, Lord. I'm so in love with you. You created everything around me. Everything's so new because of you. And it's that gratitude that we continually give back to him in thankfulness. And so it's just a reminder. It's a reminder for us who are friends with Jesus. And if you aren't a friend with Jesus, then all you have to do is believe that he's the son of God. 
and accept him into your heart. And you'll have such a thankfulness overwhelm you that you've never known before. The only reason God is so gracious, like, when you think about it, he's so gracious to us. He even allows the, us, when we didn't know him, when we weren't his friends, to, to laugh and have fun. It's his grace that continually flows in his mercy. But when we get, come to an understanding of what he does, has done for us and who we are in him, then our hearts just explode on the inside. Because we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And we become such in lovers of him that everything else seems pale in comparison. And so our thankfulness needs to continually be rejuvenated, renewed, revived in him. And if we begin to complain or say something that is of a negative tone, then we need to be reminded of who we are in Christ because he's given us all things for life and godliness on this earth. He's the lover of our souls. So the gratitude of the attitude that we should have and continually have is that of what Jesus has called us to be, lovers of him and him alone, and thankful for everything that he's given us. It astounds me at times. I'm so thankful for the way he's created us. It blows my mind that he's made us so unique and so yet so diversified. And the reason we come together on a Sunday is that we can bring all of those uniqueness, those diversities together and praise the Lord in one body and give him thanks. To love on one another and say, I'm thankful for you. And to do that whenever we're out in the store or we're at the shop. It surprises me sometimes the things I'll say when I'm meeting someone. But I know it's just the Lord because all we have to do is open our mouth and he'll fill it. He'll give us the words of thankfulness to say. And I, I was going to pick up my son's car as he brought, asked us to bring it to uh, Crystal City as it was cheaper for him to get the work done there. And Nathan, the handyman, I went to pick up his car. And as I'm leaving, I just look at Nathan and says, Man, we so appreciate you, Nathan. We're so thankful you're here and for the work you do. I think it just it kind of took him back for a second. Because not everybody hears those kinds of things every day. Not everybody knows how much they're appreciated and how we're thankful for them. And we want to show them that thankfulness. So we need to use our hearts of thankfulness. We need to give it away. We need to share it with others. And as much as we have come forward here today and give thanks in public, let us do it when nobody else is listening to those who perhaps don't hear it very often, if at all. There's so many around us that don't get those words of appreciation from a love that comes from Christ Jesus. And they know it's different. They can sense it's different. It's just not the love that can come from someone that hasn't experienced Jesus. It's the love that only Christ can give. It's only a thankfulness that only he can demonstrate in and through who we are because of who he's created us to be. And so that thankfulness goes a long ways. And it plants seeds in people's hearts. And I'm not saying that we just consciously, continually try to do it. Oh, what, what should I be thankful for now? I'm just saying, because if we try to do that, then all of a sudden it becomes religious. And then it leads us down a dead-end road again. Because that's where religion goes. It goes to a dead-end road. 
But it's just the spontaneity of being alive in Christ and being thankful for everything that he does for us and everything he's given us, that it just happens. But, I, you know, if you need to remind yourself, if you need to put a, something on your dash, say, say thanks to someone today to remind yourself, then go for it. And after a while, after you just are doing it and you don't even realize you're doing it, then you can take that off your dash. Just do it for Jesus. Don't do it because you need to remind yourself to do it just because of who you, you're just doing it because of who you are in Christ. Because you want to love on people. You want to love on everyone that's around Killarney. You want to love on the cashier at the co-op store. You want to appreciate them for the job they're doing. You want to thank them. I was reminded of that this week. We have a young lady who we've discipled over many years now. And after uh, what was last night, and, and this was kind of really wild, I mean, we were invited, to, my friend and I, to sing, to be the, you could say, I guess, entertainment at the uh, arena fundraiser steak dinner last night. But we're just, we go there to worship Jesus. And so we sang for maybe an hour and a half over this two and a half hour period. And we're just praising the Lord as people come in and eat their steak. And, uh, and so afterwards, this young lady that we have seen grow and develop into such a young woman of God, on her heart is just she goes to the ladies in the kitchen, thank you for the great meal you put on. You guys have done a wonderful job. And it's all the people in the community there. Some of them are, have heard of Jesus. Some of them know of Jesus. But not many of them really have experienced Jesus. And so there she is just loving on the, st- on the volunteers who came to put on this fundraising event. I'm like, oh man, I, yeah, sometimes I, well actually usually I do do that. But because I didn't, you had her do it, didn't you God? But actually you just want all of us to do it so that they just have more thankfulness being heaped upon them. So that they get it. So they go away and thinking to themselves, wow, they appreciated what we did. I wonder why they did that. Why were they so appreciative of it? It's because we love them and we're thankful for how God created them and just for the works that they do in the community and they come together. That ha- our heart of gratitude is so contagious and it's also spontaneous. And it comes out of that time that we spend with the Lord. We really can't create it on our own effort. It is nothing that we can do in our own abilities. It's all because of what Christ has done for us. So again, my encouragement for each one of us is in these days to just continue to get aside with the Lord. Get in your prayer closet. Seek his face. Cry out for him. Even this... I was driving out to the farm last week, one morning, and I'd been reading in John. It said how Jesus was taught by his father. I go, wow. I'd never really seen it in the light that I did that morning. Jesus was taught by his father. Well, yeah, he spent a lot of time with daddy. Early in the morning, went up on the mountaintop. He was constantly spending time with daddy. What were they doing in all that time? Well, he was worshiping his daddy. He was thanking him, but his daddy was teaching him. So that morning I said, Dad, I want you to teach me. And it wasn't like five minutes later and he dropped something in my spirit. And I thought, wow, you're teaching me. And that's been like a new awareness for myself this last week and thanking him that you were there to teach me. 
You're to lead me in all truth. That's why you've given me the Holy Spirit. I'm so thankful for that. How can I understand things unless I inquire of you and ask of you? Because you're the only one that has the truth. You're the only one can real, reveal righteousness. And you're the only one that can give me the right answer. And that's why we seek counsel from other godly people. Because we know they have Jesus in them. And they're inquiring of the Lord. They're giving thanks to him. And they're responding to his voice. Saying this is the way you should walk. This is what you need to do. One of the temptations for us in, the, in our country is the fact that we can get settled down and begin to slowly forget about all that God has done for us. And if we look over the history of the children of Israel in the Old Testament, you know, we see that again and again. It comes to our attention and we think, how could they forget what God did? They would turn to other idols. They would turn to their neighbors, other nations, and begin worshiping Worthless idols that could neither speak, hear, or smell. And then they would fall, and then God would lift his hand of protection off them and cause other nations to come in and afflict them, destroy their crops. And then they'd say, oh, yeah, right. Where did we go wrong? We forgot to give thanks for God. Because it's God that's given us everything. And in Matthew 24, 37, it says, For just as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be when the Son of Man comes. In those days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage right up to the day that Noah went into the ark. As in the days of Noah. This scripture has always bewildered me. What was it like then, though? What are you saying? The only thing I could ever come to in the conclusion of what I would think was that, well, it was wickedness. They were living terrible lives. They were bowing down to altars of veils and Asherah poles and whatever imaginable thing they could find and worship it. But when I began to meditate on this, God began to speak to my heart and say, actually, they just had it really good. They were eating. They had lots of food. The harvest was great. Their cupboards were full. They were drinking. The vines were producing. They had all they needed to drink of. And they were marrying and giving in marriage. Well, in the custom, they would always have to give a dowry. So that meant that they had lots that they could give. They could give a gift for the dowry. They had, it didn't matter how many sons and daughters they had. They had the wealth behind it to go and pay the dowry. To pay for the occasion. To pay for the event. They had it great. They were doing well. But they forgot to give thanks for God, to God for all of it. Their hearts begin to grow cold, and they begin to forget who gave everything that they have. Who was it that gave it to them? So really, the, the scripture was so simple, it was so straightforward, is what it says it is. They had it great, but they forgot who gave it to them. As in the days of Noah. It wasn't really as as if it was great wickedness, but it was that they just had everything that they needed. God provided everything for them. He showers down upon the just and the unjust. And though at one point point they might have been just before him, they began to be unjust because they forgot who he was. They forgot to give thanks. 
And James 4.13 says, Now listen, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a town, stay there a year, conduct business, and make money. Again, the emphasis isn't, and I couldn't understand this, it, but it's not the emphasis that we're, it's bad to plan for tomorrow. That's not what it's saying. It's saying that they're consumed with, their whole lives is consumed by just planning what they're going to do tomorrow, what they're going to do the next day, where they're going to be a year from now. But they're not giving thanks to God. It's again, they're consumed by the things of this earth, and their eyes have been taken off of the focus of who Jesus is and that he's provided everything for them. What shall we do tomorrow? Where are we going to go and conduct business next week? Yes, these are obviously things you need to do as a business person. You cannot do these things and continue to be in business because you've got to put effort to what you need to do. But then it's allowing the supernatural to come and say, along with the efforts I'm doing, God, I need your strength in these. I need your blessing on this. I need your help in this. I need your direction in this. I need your supernatural unction to be able to function in who, what you've called me to do and be for you. And all the while, you're just mixing it and you're mingling it with thanksgiving to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Abba Father. You are incredible. You are wonderful. I thank you. And we're just on this adventure together. It's an incredible adventure of fun, of thanksgiving of gloriousness of Jesus Christ. We've heard some testimonies this fall in our church home. One of them was by a farmer who had a, one of his fields hailed out of 90% of the crop was destroyed. And so it was coming to the time when he wasn't sure what he should do, and a neighbor said, well, I'll go and I'll, I'll bail it for you. But he thought to himself, no, I'm going to go, I'm going to harvest what's there anyway. And he went and harvested this hailed-out field, and he still got 40 bushels per acre. Giving thanks to God, and he knew it was God. So his heart goes out in thankfulness. He doesn't forget of who caused this to happen. It's the miracle maker. It's the wonderful provider. It's the Lord God Almighty. It's Jesus' hand in it, saying, I can do all things. Just come to me. Recognize who I am again. Just call out to me. I'm there for you. See, what happened was when they were in the wilderness, they had complete provision given to them. I mean, that is wild when you think about it. It says their clothes did not wear out, their sandals did not wear out for 40 years in the wilderness. Supernatural provision. There was no thrift store to even go to. And we love thrift stores. (laughs) Hallelujah. We go to them every time we're in Winnipeg. Because our clothes happen to wear out. For the children of Israel, 40 years there in the wilderness. And it made me think. I've heard a lot of different messages on the wilderness and the struggle it is. But you know what? God gave the wilderness for us so that we can rely upon the supernatural because we can't do anything in our own strength when we're there. We're hopeless in that place. But he's the only one that can give hope. And when there's a wilderness, it means he looked for him to come and give you supernatural provision. But really, God, God doesn't place us in that situation that he did with the children of Israel at that time. Because he's given us a place of grace where we continually see his hand at work in our midst. He doesn't say any longer, I'm going to send you 
Killarney Mennonite church to go to the wilderness for 40 years. He's never done that again. But what happened was when they went into the promised land, he says, at that point, I'm going to give you houses you did not build, I'm going to give you vineyards you did not plant, and you're going to have it all given to you. When the spies, remember the spies went, they carried one bundle of grapes and it took two of them to carry them back. God says, I'm going to give this all to you. But remember, don't forget who did it and continually give thanks. And so that's where we need to be recognized that if we're not giving thanks anymore, and probably it's going to have to be someone's going to have to slap us and say, you're not giving thanks anymore. Because oftentimes we don't recognize it. We don't realize the place that we've started to go to where we're not thankful and God's provided so much for us. And we are, I mean, come on, southern Manitoba is blessed. The harvest was good. The farmers I work for from the church, and, you know, they built temporary bins last year. Well, now they converted one of their storehouses into a temporary bin because there was so much wheat. And that's why I love working, because they give everything to the Lord. They give thanks continually. That's why I love going and being in that tractor, working for them, because God comes and meets me there, because this is a, a farm that gives thanks to God continually for everything. They look to the Lord. They seek his face. They acknowledge that he is the Lord God Almighty. And you know what? I get blessed just because of the thankfulness that they give to the Lord on that farm. And it blasts me. It really blows me away. I'm telling you, one morning I, I show up and the oldest son is there and he comes over. Just a huge you know, smile on his face. He gives me a hug and says, boy, I love you. I'm so glad you're here working for us. I'm, I was an emotional puddle, puddle for the next 10 minutes while I'm driving out to the field. I'm, thank you, God. Thank you, God. You're so good. I'm just thanking the Lord. That was like that was an actual that was like a hug from Abba Daddy. I was like, Daddy, thank you for that. You just gave me that hug this morning. Wow, you're so good. Here I'm in the tractor, I'm glad no one can see me. I'm just the emotional mud puddles. I'm thanking God, He's so good. You just showed me your love in that way. Oh, you're so wonderful. I'm like, wow. Kind of motivates God. He wants to go back to work the next day, right? It's amazing when you come into that place. And it's a place of faithfulness with the Lord. It's a place of just acknowledge Him. It's a place of being with Him. Because obviously, coming to church on a couple hours on a Sunday morning is a little bit of a booster shot, but now there's six more days ahead of us. You've got to be spending time with the Lord. You've got to be giving thanks to Him. Not out of religious duty, but out of a heart of love. And if you can't do it out of a heart of love, if you find it hard giving thanks to the Lord who saved you, then you need to go to him and ask him, God, I need a heart of thanksgiving again in my life. Come and give it to me. You need to pray. You have not because you ask not. Sometimes all we have to do is ask, and we don't even think about it. Sometimes situations go on for so long, and we think, man, I didn't even pray about that. Why didn't anyone think about praying about it? Well, if you want to cultivate a heart of thanksgiving, then you need to spend time with the one who created you and is so thankful for you. 
He is so thankful for you. He is so in love with us. He is so incredibly over the board, outrageously in love with us, that he also wants us to go forth with that same love and that thankfulness that he created us to be and to walk in. That is for each one of us. There's none of us that are excused from it. There's none of us that can go back to an old excuse and say, oh, but this is what happened in my life. Oh, that happened. Oh, I didn't grow up that way. I didn't have the best of parents. I didn't have a dad. No, now you have a new daddy. Now you've got a new papa who loves you so much and wants to give you a heart of thankfulness. And no matter where you go, no matter what you do, you're thankful. You're thankful. I mean... I get stirred up when I hear about our government because I pray for our government. And we got such a blessed government right now, a government that blesses Israel. We need to be thankful. Oh my goodness, those who bless Israel shall be blessed. These are days when we need to be praying. We need to be praying more. But under the conviction that we love you, Daddy, we love you, Jesus, and we want to see your will completed and accomplished in my day. In my time. If you're praying something that's outrageous and you don't think it could ever happen, then just continue to read the scripture and he'll show you how he wants to answer that prayer. How he's totally for that. He totally wants to come and respond to that heart of prayer, of thankfulness, of what you're asking him. He just loves us so much. And he loves when we overflow with a thankful heart. And that's what I've always loved Thanksgiving. I've always loved the fall. I was talking to my son who was, he was traveling from Medicine Hat. He, he lives there. He's going to Moose Jaw. And he was saying, I don't know, Dad, if it's like this for you. But, man, I just find I'm just, I'm so passionate about fall. It seems my heart is just so stirred to God during the fall season. And I'm like, yeah, Andrew, actually, yeah, it's, that's the same with me, too. I love I love the harvest season. It always been my dream to, you know, drive some of these big machines. And here I am, moved to Manitoba, and I get to drive some of these big machines. Boy, am I ever thankful to see the harvest come in, to see the swallowing up of that harvest as the combine goes through it. It's just amazing. It just, it just sends me over the top with thankfulness. Hallelujah. We've got so much to be thankful for, my friends. Oh my goodness, it's craziness how much God's done for us. When you begin to meditate on the word, let it just blow your mind again and again. Say, God, you're so incredible. Thank you. We're so wonderfully made. I mean, I just don't get it at times how he made us. I'm not a scientist, so it's okay. (laughs) But God, I'm so thankful for the way you made each one of us. It just blows me away. Friends, he's given us this annual season to again just to get renewed, get revived again, to allow his thankfulness to overwhelm us so that we can be thankful and go forth in that attitude and just acknowledge him. I think of a lady that uh, she was bound for 12 years, bound in in her mind. She had seven voices that were constantly speaking in her mind. She went for psychiatric care. She endured electric shock. 
I mean, these are the only things that our world knows what to do. Of course, none of these things could provide any help for her. And God spoke to her, it was probably about three or four years ago now, while we were the directors at the Rock Lake Ministries camp. God told her to, well, she wanted to come to the camp and take in every single week, so she booked a cabin for the whole summer. But there was one week in particular that was really highlighted to her. And that was the week that she was completely set free and delivered from all of these voices that had gone on in her head for these 12 years. Tormented her. They would tell her to kill herself, do harm to herself. And she was completely set free. My goodness, is this lady, a number of years later when I see her, she's just so thankful. She just smiles with thankfulness. Her whole countenance changed. It was so unreal that she got up in the morning and the toilet was running and it, it freaked her out because she couldn't hear those sounds. She was unable to hear sounds like that because of the voices that were going on. There was things that she heard for the first time in 12 years that just scared her because she didn't have these voices any longer. She had been set free from them. And today she is just so thankful. She is... You know, Talk about outrageous thankfulness. This lady is so thankful. So was her husband. <laughs> had, to, had to support her for all those years and what she went through. What the medical system couldn't provide, the Lord Jesus did. What are you thankful again for today? I know we had some times of thinking about what we're thankful for. But I want us to even go deeper into what God's done for us personally what God has done for each one of us, what he's done in your heart in your life today. As we go to prayer this morning, let's just bow before the Lord. Let's take time to give him thanks personally. I'm going to pray. I just want God to do a work in your heart and lives. I want God to come and overwhelm you today. So just go before him. I invite you, close your eyes. Go to that place with the Lord. Go to Jesus and say, Jesus, I'm so thankful for you. It's unreal what you did for me. The price you paid to set me free, but I thank you for it. I thank you for your blood, Jesus, which cleanses me from all unrighteousness. I thank you for the stripes you took upon your back. For my healing, you took those stripes. Oh God, they, they ripped out your beard. Your face was so disfigured that they couldn't even recognize who you were. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for what you did for us. You are the amazing one. You're the one who came to show us thankfulness, to show us such love that we'd be so thankful, we'd so, be so overwhelmed. You're the one who came to change us forever, to redeem us, to set us free. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're so thankful, Lord. You've given us so much.
Every good gift does come from heaven above. We're thankful for your, the families you've given us, the loved ones that we can just show your heart of love to. We thank you for the community that you've placed us in. We thank you for the leaders that are over us. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you that you've given us a country that was based upon the foundations of your principles. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us with a a wonderful harvest. Thank you for that week that a week of sun and warmth that you brought in so that many, many were able to accomplish everything they needed to do to bring that harvest in. You're so wonderful. And Jesus, I, I pray today that we each right now would just be overwhelmed with a heart of thankfulness for what you've done for us. That your spirit move amongst us. Come, Holy Spirit, Come. And move in our midst. Come and stir our hearts. Oh, come, Lord. Come. We love you so much. We're so thankful for you. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.